You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Why, hello, Mr. Mikeamus. Yo, Joe, it's good to see you again. It's been so long since I've seen you. I know. We went to uh, the Morrow County Chamber dinner last night, the annual uh, Chamber of Commerce for Morrow County dinner. And the surprise was the caterer showed up. Yes, they did. Um, it was actually pretty good. Some it was a very, meats. very good meal and a very, uh, I liked the, they got everything done quickly and got us out of there. That's what I liked. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, of course, you and our friend Kevin Evans, you sat down with Jamie and uh, Mayor Carver and who else was at our table? Oh, Andy Wick. Oh yeah, Andy Wick. Yeah. Um, Easy was- to forget. It was a good time. Uh, we had, uh, you know, some good conversation. We laughed. Got to talk with a lot of people. Mostly laughed. Yeah. At some people. Yeah. <laughs> at some Owen else's expense. Usually. Usually. Uh, congratulations to those businesses that were given some of the awards last night. Um, some nonprofits got awarded their, uh, you know, uh, celebratory thing there for, you know, providing some of the best um Support to the community right. and, and things like that. Uh, they had um, they celebrated. I thought it was interesting. There were a couple county offices, like the Mark County Sheriff's Office, mm-hmm. the Recorder's Office, I believe, was another one. I can't remember. There's one more, uh, but they celebrated 175 years of service. Yes, wasn't that interesting? That I was blown yeah. away by that. Um, had a good conversation with Sheriff John Hinton last night and uh, uh, Judge Rob Hickson. And um, County Auditor um, Connie McChesney was there as well. And uh, let's see, who else was? I mean, there were who was the, who were the couple that were checking people in out front? Um, I don't remember because I didn't check in out front. Well, the one said something about flying horse farm on his um, on his uh, sticker on his name tag. I don't know. Okay, I don't know the names of those. Well, folks. anyhow. They recognized me, and they, they said, yes, and they said, we listen to your podcast every week. My reply was, is that painful? <laughs> <laughs> Did they say anything else about it? Uh, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks, that was me coughing. I've had a cough for over a week now. and uh, Mine's almost gone. Maybe you got it from me. I hope that I did not get it from you, but I hope that it's almost over because it's driving me nuts, especially when I'm sleeping. Wake up coughing, and Angela's like, oh, you coughed all night last night. I'm like, oh, I know. And she says, ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah, she's not very nice when she doesn't get her sleep. I Yes, I, I know. I'm the I same know. way, though. I really am. Yeah. And then Isaac, poor little guy, uh, was sick, had strep throat. Oh. Or has strep throat. He's getting over it and an ear infection. But it is that time of year, you know, they're back to school. It's getting cruddy weather. Yeah. And, uh, hey, uh, before we go any what? further, what about uh, It's a Wonderful Life? What about it? Why don't we talk about uh, when and how to get tickets and oh, how so that's to talk along? about the show that you're in? Surprise! Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody right, gave well, me two rules for some reason. Well, Mr. Mike is in a show called It's a Wonderful Life. And yes, it is a lot like the movie. It's exactly like the movie, but different. <laughs> that's the best way to explain it. I've seen this show. I was in this show, and I've seen the movie... And this script is different than all of those scripts together. And I'm not sure exactly how or why it is, but it is. And actually, 
it works out fairly well. It's it tells the great story of George Bailey who gets to find out just what it would be like in the world without him if he was never born. Now there is one big change we have because of lack of mail. Lack of mail. We got mail. Mail <laughs> male participants. Yeah, we had to. We have um, a Clarice instead of Clarence. We had to. Um, unfortunately, yeah. And uh, you know, I I'm very interested. Uh, we've got a couple first timers on the stage, um, and they range in age from I think eight up to I don't want to say how old that person is that you and I are talking about, but uh, um, I know that. Uh, this is his first time. He's always willing to help and stuff, but he's never been on stage. So this is going to be a first time for him. 62 years old. 62? Yeah. Okay. But you know what? Hey, <laughs> there's it's a first for everything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is something that it's not a, a big part. You know, somebody who I don't think they had a lot of theater experience. Um, I know he played a part for us in Diary of Anne Frank. Uh, but Patrick Kelty, Aaron Kelty's husband, is going to play George Bailey. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I would recognize him anywhere. It's very interesting. Um, Mike says that because he had to ask me who that was last night. He's like, he looks familiar. I can't think of his name. That's Patrick Kelty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see him at rehearsal. Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, anyway, um, the Mar Little Theater is putting on this show. It's going to be at the woods, formerly known as the Handlebar, Handlebar Ranch. Ranch out on County Road 76, and it's going to be November 17th, 18th, and 19th at 7 p.m., 7 p.m., and 2.30 p.m. on each day, respectively. And I also announced to the cast, but I'll go ahead and share it now, Mar Little Theater has secured a grant from the Ohio Arts Council uh, for a total of $5,000. Now, does that have a specific use, or is that for however you want to use it? Um, So, yes and no. You know, money's fungible. Yes. And you can, like, not spend money in one area and spend it in another. Um, So we're going to be purchasing some some things that it can't go for. So, like, capital, you can't uh, purchase anything uh, over $1,000 with it. Uh, So what we're going to do is we're using it um, to basically provide the opportunity because I don't know about you, but I feel like um, I feel like MLT does this well is we try to educate you on the art of theater while you're participating. Yeah, and you do a fine job with uh, the young folks um, for sure. Yeah, and we're teaching them stage direction. Mm -hmm. I think one of the hardest things to teach is don't turn your butt towards the audience and you make weird turns. And you may not be looking somebody in the eye when mm-hmm. you're talking to them, but the audience thinks that you're looking them in the eye sure. because of the profile difference. Uh, you know, I, it's always interesting to have that conversation with some of those kids because they don't understand. Well, some of the us older folks need help with that as well. So it's yeah. it's very interesting. You know, we don't turn people away at Mar Little Theater. No, we take everyone. <laughs> Case in point, right here. <laughs> uh, we we believe in theater for all, and that means that if you audition, we will give you a part in one way or the other. And if we can't put you on stage, we will try to get you some education on the tech side if you're interested in that, uh, because there's more to being in theater than just on stage. Uh, there's a lot more, actually. And one of the hardest things to do, I think, is to direct is one of the hard things. I think the harder thing is to do lighting and sound design. I think sure. that is harder because you have to think of what the director wants. What the mood is being set, things what, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to do. It really is. Um, 
So with that being said, again, Mar Little Theater is doing It's a Wonderful Life, and the show will take the stage live November 17th at 7 p.m., 18th at 7 p.m., and Sunday the <laughs> 19th? Yeah, 19th yeah. at 2.30 Since Friday's the 17th, I think that's probably yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that is going on. Also, Mar Little Theater <laughs> is going to, on the 20, 28th of October, which is Saturday, last Saturday of the month, it is our annual hosting at the Capitol Theater, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We're going to show the movie live, and you get a kit to celebrate the movie. You get to participate so there's a rubber glove, there's a party hat, there's noisemakers, uh, there's newspapers, there's bells. Uh, toast? There's no toast. We don't. We ask you not to throw <laughs> anything. No rice. Um, I know um, John Edwards doesn't listen to this, but uh, Buddha was one. He brought rice the first year and threw rice, and it took us like an hour, excuse me, an hour and a half to clean it up. It was ridiculous. Um, we encourage people to come in costume if they're interested uh, we encourage you to get out and dance in the aisle. We encourage you to yell at the screen. Like everything that you would think you don't do in a movie, we encourage you to do in this movie. Um, tickets are $20. You can find information about that at marlittletheater.org and click on that and find the tickets live. They are, they have actually, we've sold a couple actually. Um, that was early on. They were selling pretty quick. So I don't know where we are with those. Now you had mentioned a $20 ticket price. Uh, how's that money being used? So that money goes towards um, either capital expenses or it goes towards uh, sometimes with bigger shows, we have to charge a costume fee. And so that money will be used to subsidize kids who or families who may not be able to um, pay uh, a t or uh, not a t-shirt fee, a, a costume fee. Um, it may be used to feed the cast when we tear down the set or when we build the set in a show. Well, there's food involved. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Now I've got Mike's attention. Uh, sometimes, depending on the you know the show and if we're really working hard and no one has taken a lunch break or whatever, we'll call and order pizza and have it delivered and you know um, feed the team that way that you know we. Can quickly get the work done because you know, we don't have a home. So we routinely will move into a place on a Saturday, build the set. And then we will, um, and I say build the set, like it doesn't take time. It usually takes us multiple days to build a set. Sometimes we finish painting the set Thursday night before opening on Friday. Um, and that's no joke. So literally, you know, we're at rehearsal till nine thirty some nights of tech week. And then somebody has to, or some people have to stay and, we paint and get everything painted, and then we have to retape stuff because we uh, spike the floor. That's where you take tape and you mark where it goes, and then you have to re-educate everybody. Hey, by the way, this is where you're going to put this because it doesn't work the way you wanted it to, or whatever. You know, just lots of fun things that we do that uh, you know a lot of people don't know about. Um, well, a lot of people think they just show up, go get on the stage in their costumes, and. Do their thing. There's a lot that goes into a production. Yeah, and, and you know, people think you have to memorize lines. And while that is very important, there's also um, something to be said about somebody who can ad-lib or improv. And sometimes what happens is a cast member, and I'm raising my hand because I've done this in the past, I have gone completely blank and cannot remember my line. And somebody else on stage will have to feed me my line without feeding me my line. Mm-hmm. And 
you can always tell because actors get that death stare like they oh my gosh i know like and it makes it quite obvious um and sometimes what happens is in certain shows you could say oh my gosh i forgot i forgot what i was gonna say what was i gonna say do you remember and then you you know you can play it off but there are some shows where you cannot do that uh but uh See, what else did you want me to talk about, Mike, with well, uh, um, Little Theater? Well, why don't you go ahead, and uh, we've pretty well covered the theater. What's going on with the Capitol Theater here in the near future? Well, so Capitol Theater is uh, hosting this week, our final weekend of Exorcist the uh, Believer, and that is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as usual, and it'll be 5 and 8 on Friday and Saturday, and 2 and 5 on Sunday. And then the following week, we're going to get five nights at Freddy's, I guess it's one of those um, jump picks where it's supposed to make you jump. Oh. It's a little scary, and you know, uh, it's one of those. From what I've been told, I know nothing about it. Um, I can probably tell you, I've watched maybe five movies in a year and a half that we've owned the movie theater. I I do not watch the movies. Um, there's usually other stuff to be doing, and I take time to do that. Uh, coming up in December on December 9th, we have uh, we have Christmas with dean martin and pardon me folks why i pull up the thing because i don't want to forget it and mike you you didn't put me on the spot but you did um you didn't purposefully do it let me just say that uh there was um there was an opportunity that i could bring and this is going to be it's going to be pretty cool it's called a sinatra and friends, Christmas. Frank, Dino, and Sammy celebrate a marshmallow world. And that's going to be on Saturday, December 9th from 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. and again at 8 p.m. Tickets are $15 at the door. And you can get those tickets when we go live at capitaltheatermg.square.site. Those are not live yet. And it is being presented by the... Um... Oh, no. I just realized I made a huge mistake. One that just cost me twenty two dollars or forty four dollars. Um. Anyway, uh, it's being presented by the Morrow County Health Center, and um, they're sponsoring it w- with us as part of uh, part of a, um, a holiday celebration, I guess, for us. And again, that's on December the ninth. And let's see here. I know that you are probably interested in getting some of that uh, American Legion all-you-can-eat fish tomorrow night, right? Hmm? Oh, yes. Your ears perked up. Yes, I did. So <laughs> at the American Legion tomorrow, at, starting at 5 p.m. at Cardington at the Jenkins Vaughn Post, you can get... <laughs> You can get the all-you-can-eat Alaskan Pollock, and it includes a baked potato, coleslaw, applesauce, a roll, water, and coffee for $14, Mike. Oh, wow. What a deal. Children that are under 12 are $12. So you can buy children that are under 12 for $12? No, that's what it would cost to feed them. Okay. Nice try, though. I mean, I have dusting and, and cleaning at home needs to be done, <coughs> and, and those, those kids are old enough. Uh, I'll give you the the uh, phone number of a housekeeper. Um, <laughs> tomorrow at five p.m. to five p.m. to seven p.m. in Cardington, that is going on. And um, trying to think, there was a whole there were several things that went on last weekend. Last weekend was a busy busy weekend in the community. Um, Saturday the twenty eighth 
of October at 4 p.m. is Booze and Brews, and that's going to be at Gilead Fitness. And those guys are actually, they're getting a lot of cool stuff going over there. It says, join us before, during, and after Trick or Treat. There will be candy, coloring, and tattoos for the kiddos. So while they're getting a sugar rush and decorating a Halloween picture to hang on, hang in our window, you can enjoy a nice brew from Tap Truck Mid-Ohio inside the gym. Tickets will be sold inside at the desk for $5 each. All proceeds go towards the growth of a future location for the gym. DJ Jake Lowe will also be there mixing up some amazing music for you. <coughs> To sing and dance to beer and wine will both be available for ticket purchase. Uh, but that's not all. We will have Gilead Fitness merch on site for you to buy. Crewnecks, hoodies, beanies, shaker caps, uh, shaker cups, and keychains. This event, this ev- this is an event you will not want to miss. Bring yourself, your family, your friends, and join us for a good time. See you at the gym. Man, that was a little hard to read. I don't know why. Oh, I know why. I forgot my glasses. Oh. Yeah. I've hit that age, Mike. I need my, <laughs> I need my glasses to read. Um, let's see here. There's, uh, man, uh, free Sundays at the Columbus Museum of Art are going on every Sunday. It starts at uh, 10 a.m. And let's see here. Fall macrame plant hanger workshop at Groovy Plants Ranch is this coming Sunday, the 22nd at 11 a.m. And let's see. I think that's all that I had that was new this week, Mike. Well, this one's not new, but I think we do need to talk about it. And I did talk to one of the Goodman boys last night at the uh, at the uh, chamber meal. Um, Goodman Family Farms. This There are two that more weekends. Thank you. There are two more weekends of the, um, what are they calling this? Uh, Fall on the Farm, uh, September, or excuse me, Saturday they'll be there from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday from 12 to 5. And if you go out 95 from Mount Gilead towards Chesterville, you'll see signs along the road just before you get to the uh, old Derrick Motel whatever it's being called nowadays. Um, and I can't think of that. Uh, oh, there it is. It's uh, 5684 Township Road 121. So uh, you might want to make sure that you get out there. Lots of fun things for the kids, for the whole family to do. And I believe there are vendors there as well. Uh, admission is $10 per person. Kids under, tw- under 2 get in for free. <coughs> so that's a good time for all. A good time for all. I like the way you ended that. Yes. Um, let's see here. There's. Um, don't forget, folks, to go to the Think Local First Morrow County, Ohio page. There's all kinds of of uh, cool things. I'm looking at a nice half rack of ribs here and some potatoes and garlic mm-hmm. bread mm-hmm. from. Boondocks. I can smell it. Oh, this looks great. Oh. Man, does that look good? When when when, when is this available? Um, let's see. It was just posted 11 minutes ago. Um, you can smell the barbecue at boondocks tonight. Glazed baby back barbecue rib with au gratin potatoes, roasted Brussels sprouts and garlic toast. What time does it start now? Hang on, Mike. Can we finish the podcast? Oh, first? oh okay. Okay. Um, let's see that is coming up, but you can find all kinds of stuff. There's, um, 
there really, really is. Here's like leaping in faith moms. What kind of a cool story? Do you know about that story? I have not heard the story. I've seen signs for it, but I'm not sure what the story is. I want to get her on after she's closed down for the year. I want to talk to Kristen and and have her tell us her story. She has sold, what did she say she had sold? She had posted uh, how many mums. She's got a cool picture of the mums that she had on there. And it was something crazy that she said, I can't remember how many mums she said she'd sold absolutely crazy and it's uh leaping in faith mums and it's at 2800 county road 27 in edison and i'm still looking to see if i can find that but they now have pumpkins and um she said so this was on september 19th so this is basically when she started selling really selling for the the year she said um, I was blessed with my weekend turnout and have about 900 mums left. Left. And the pumpkins, they're, they're, I think they grew some of the pumpkins and, or maybe bought some and brought them in. Um, some of the mums are like the multicolor where you have multiple colors inside of one pot. Um, so it looked like a little bit of everything in there, but it sounds, I really would like to get her in and see if we can talk to her about that. And, uh, Mike, I had a conversation with somebody. Now we're going to go too far into this because I don't know if it's going to come to fruition, but I'm very hopeful that we might be able to get, um, a statewide elected official on the podcast to interview in the near future. It's exciting. It is exciting Yes, for a couple of guys like us. Yeah. With faces for radio? <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Wow, that kind of hurt a little. <laughs> you said it. I know, I know. What else do you got, Mike? Well, I did want to bring up something with the Amaro County Historical <laughs> Society. It's a little bit late now, but as we are uh, recording this tonight is the last, uh, next to the last, uh, mis- murder, mystery, and mayhem uh, going on. Uh, starting at the Morrow County Histor- uh, History Center. And it's at 7 o'clock this evening. Um, and be there 15 minutes beforehand. There's a suggested uh, donation of $5. But along with that, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Joey. What? What is it, Mike? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, and I'll read exactly what uh, Patty Fustel has here. Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem in the Daylight. We have had a request to have a walk during the weekend. Well, it's going to happen this Sunday, October 22nd at 3 in the afternoon. We will have the same stories. We ask you to arrive 15 minutes early and wear comfortable shoes for walking. Cost is $5 donation. The walk begins at the History Center at 17 West High Street in Mount Gilead. Spread the word and share this with your family and friends. Spread the word, Tweety Bird. And as far as... uh, uh, let's see. This <laughs> you is, were starting to laugh at that, weren't you? Uh, the next one, then there will be one on the 26th and one also, oh, on the 26th. And that will be the last one. And um, working on putting together um, a... A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> What's the F- word I want to use? They're, they're putting together a... Um, PowerPoint? Yeah, yeah, that's it. PowerPoint, a PP. Yeah. Um, PPT. W- yes, there you go. Yeah. With, uh, w- with uh, pictures of these locations along with the stories. 
that uh, that's going to come into fruition at some point in the near future. We'll let you know more about that when it happens. So folks that can't go on the walk can come to the History Center and see this. Well, and I heard that uh, it might even be narrated and play on a video loop someday in the History Center. Yeah, that's very possible. Uh, Yeah, we're getting uh, technologically um, sound around here. Okay, on the 28th is also an activity at the History Center, the Haunted Museum Lobby. That'll be on the 28th, and it'll be open during trick-or-treat. I'm not sure what time Mount Gilead's trick-or-treat is. Um, Oh, shoot, we need to find those, don't we? We shared them last week. But that'll be an interesting uh, exhibit. Um, And while you're looking at that, I'm going to touch on some other things that are coming up with the uh, Morrow County Historical Society. There's going to be an exhibit called Angels We Have Heard on High. And on November 5th, Sharon Kincaid is going to share about angels. And it's going to, there's also a music exhibit right now that features over there and musical instruments, some of which were developed right here in Morrow County. Oh, yeah. You talked about that a little bit. Yeah. The flutophone? Yes. Uh, or an early... Oh, I forgot to share something. What else do you what you guys um you should be oh no you'll be closing in de, the after the holiday parade uh the first week in December right That is correct, yes. And then you'll be closed until April? Well, yes, that's so we can bring you some new exciting uh, exhibits that you haven't seen yet. Unless somebody wants to contact somebody. Well, if they want to, they can do that, and we will gladly take you on a tour. However, that time of year, keep in mind that we might have things a little bit... Uh, Messy. Yeah, as as we are rearranging and coming up with new, new uh, uh, exhibits. You can contact us on Facebook, or you can call Phyllis Miller at 419-946-7264. That is the only phone number I still have memorized. <laughs> we don't memorize phone numbers anymore. No, we don't. <laughs> Did you find trick-or-treat times? You know J.G. Wentworth's phone number, right? 877-HASH-NOW. HASH-NOW, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, by the way, the Morrow Soil and Water Conservation District are selling their seedlings currently uh, for 2024. You've got the order form, and those are due by March the 8th. And it looks like... The prices all stayed the same. They did. Looks like they brought in uh, pawpaw trees. Oh, are some of the new new ones there in a persimmon? Did I say that right? Persimmon, something like that. Yeah. If they're pawpaw trees, there must be some mama trees someplace also. Maybe I don't know. Um, I'm looking for this. I know that a certain somebody shared that that listing, and I forgot to grab it and share it to my page so I would have it. So I apologize for that, folks. Um, But here we go. Here it is. Uh, Johnsville trick-or-treat and fall activities are going to take place on Thursday, October 26th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Candy, games, and fun at the library parking lot sponsored by the Johnsville Association. Uh, let's see here. Trick or treat or trunk or treat. I'm sorry, is going to be held uh, by the MRDD board. I'm sorry, the Morrow County Board of DD. They changed the name. I need to keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morrow County DD uh, board. It is at 406 Bank Street, so the old Whetstone School, and you're going to join them for trunk or treat Wednesday, October 18th 
Actually, that's past, so yes. never mind. Forget that. Um, this one's hard to read. The Haunted Bay is going to be at the Mount Gilead Fire Station Saturday, October 28th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. That sounds like a pretty good time. That's going to be at Station 19, Mount Gilead. Uh, let's see here. A Halloween celebration at the American Legion Post 710 in Marengo on the day that we celebrate my birth, Saturday, October 21st, from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. And again, that is at the American Legion Post 710-1549, County Road 26, Marengo, Ohio. Enjoy cookie decorating, a cakewalk, games, s'mores tent, bounce house, and kid and pet costume contest trunk or treaters will start at 7 30 the kitchen will be open from 3 p.m to 7 p.m and it's all presented by the moringo auxiliary and let's see here there's another one uh trick-or-treat in chesterville saturday october 28th from 5 30 to 7 p.m you're gonna park at the old highland north parking lot trick-or-treat around town and at the morrow manor nursing home if you don't live in town and you want to participate that is fine you can grab a seat um you can uh grab a seat in the town hall to share your goodies so if you want to hand out candy but you live out in the country you know go in town and you can grab a seat there at the town hall and and pass your goodies out um, or you can park your vehicle outside of the village office or at Morrow Manor Nursing Home if you prefer, and you can pass out treats there. However you would like, however you like to Halloween, let's make sure the kids have a fun and safe night. And uh, Family Fun Day is going to be taking place at the Moringo Christian Church at 3904 State Route 229 Moringo, and it's Family Fun Day. Sunday, the 22nd, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., carnival games, prizes, music, and food. It is a free event. And Tractor Treat is going to be at 400 County Road 57, 44833. And it is going to be Trick or Treat through the Pumpkin Patch, stopping at multiple tractors for goodies and photo opportunities. Nano Nick's Wood-Fired Pizza will be there. And it is free to the public, and that's going to be on the 21st, which is the Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And, Mike, Mm -hmm. that is all that I have to share for those trick-or-treats, and Mount Gilead was not one of those. Oh, wow. I know, right? (laughs) I can't believe it, but they were not. And thank you to Maureen Graham for sharing that. And I'm going to look and see if I can find... Um, if I can find the Mount Gilead, because I know Edison's doing one too, and that Edison wasn't on the list. Um, let's see here. I know that there's uh, there's several of those. I can't believe I forgot to do that. There is uh, coffee with the mayor. If you're interested, this morning, Friday, October the twentieth. From 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., you can go and have a cup of coffee and start a conversation wow. with Mayor Carver. The Mount Gilead Trick or Treat is going to be October 29th from 5 to 6. Yes, and I just found out with, um, with that. Oh, and this is pretty cool, I think. Something new. But the mayor, Mayor Carver, is going to have allergy-free treats available from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, let's see. Make Halloween fun for all. Um, she evidently is is sharing this. Um, 
if you have a teal bucket um, or you put your candies in a teal bucket, that signifies that it's an allergy freak treat for those who might be allergic to <laughs> nuts or right. to chocolate or to I've never heard that before. Candy dyes. I hadn't either. Um, and of course, leave it to Donna to to point that out. And I think that did you cover Cardington's trick or treat? I don't think Cardington or Edison was on there. Okay, Cardington is Saturday, October twenty eighth, from five to six thirty. Fulton is October thirty first, five to six thirty. Uh, you got Johnsville, Mount Gilead, Sparta. Did we cover Sparta? Did not cover Sparta. It was Sparta's October thirty first, uh, five p.m. till six p.m. That's all we have from Morrow County. Yeah, and I'm looking real quick, and I'm not seeing anything um, on the village Edis- of Edison's page either. Um, so yeah, the, I think they're going to have a parade in Edison now also. I think so. I think I had seen that somewhere, but I'm not finding anything about that. Um, by the way, Mike, if you are um, – I don't know if you're a Buckeye fan or not or if you watch college football, but this weekend is going to be a huge weekend. Huge weekend. <coughs> number – I think number six, Penn State is going to play um, in Columbus the number three ranked Buckeyes. Now, I did not realize, but Penn State has the number one defense in the country. Mm -hmm. And apparently both teams are really good at different things. So I heard today that Penn State is really good at running the ball, while Ohio State is really good at throwing the ball. And the defenses are really good. So they're saying this game could be a huge nail-biter like you might like you know completely just like eat your entire hand this weekend from the game so it's going to be that good from what they said oh yeah i've heard it's going to be quite a game i did i did find some information on edison's trick or treat oh okay uh this uh this is from uh council uh meeting oh, going on you. so um the village's trick or treat event will be on sunday october 29th there are plans for a parade and trunk or treat on boundary street as in the past two years, the festivities were successful in the past two years, and council wants to keep the tradition going, but there are no times. So that's Sunday, October 29th, I presume in the evening, but I don't know for sure on that. All right. Well, Mike, guess what? What? Is that, that, that time again? It's that time. Let's go. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. All right, Mr. Mike, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about a man that was killed by a bull. I don't have the exact year, but it was in the early 1900s. Um... I believe this article is from the Morrow County Sentinel. Uh, the, the, the print is very small, so... That thing is also very yellowed. Yes, it is. It's, I should be wearing white gloves to handle this, actually, but uh, somebody had handed me this, this uh, envelope full of uh, clippings from the early 1900s, late eight, uh, 1800s. So here goes. Harry Kelly killed... By a bull sometime during Monday afternoon, body found an hour or so following tragedy. Proprietor of well-known dairy farm, 
Animal which caused death was regarded as a pet. Gloom cast over entire community by tragedy. Harry Kelly, dairyman residing east of Mount Gilead, met a tragic death sometime Monday afternoon as a result of an attack made upon him by an enraged Jersey bull. Details as to how he met his death will never be known as the struggle he evidently made against the beast in an effort to save his life was not witnessed by any human being. His body being found several hours after death had come in the stall with the animal which... Uh, had been the cause it is believed by those who first viewed the scene that mr kelly had been leading the bull and was in the act of removing the halter after returning with it to the pen when the door to the enclosure slipped shut (coughs) excuse me (coughs) locking him inside the stall with the animal the fasting was one that could be the fastening was one that could be unlatched only from the outside. When found, there were indications that the attack made by the animal upon its master had been most vicious, and the body was removed in the Livingston and Son car to the undertaking rooms of the firm instead of being taken first into the late home. Mr. Kelly's body had been trampled and gored. That Harry Kelly had met death was discovered by Robert Paxton, who was employed upon the farm. He had returned from the fields about 5.30 o'clock in the evening. (coughs) Excuse me. When he reached the barn, he noticed that the team of mules, which he had been working, refused to enter the building. This aroused his suspicions, and in attempting to determine the cause for the peculiar action of the team, he found Mr. Kelly's body in the box stall with the bowl. Dr. Jackson, who was called, stated that he believed the death of Mr. Kelly occurred within two hours before the body was found. Mr. Kelly, as was his usual custom, spent the afternoon looking after his herd of choice Jersey dairy stock after returning from covering his milk routes in Mount Gilead. On Monday morning, he had been accompanied to Mount Gilead by Mrs. Kelly, who had some shopping to do, and had called upon her sister, Mrs. Irma Goff. (coughs) I can't stop coughing. I'm sorry. Mr. Kelly, uh, as was his usual custom, spent the afternoon looking after his herd of choice. I just read that, didn't I? Okay. Next paragraph. The animal which caused the death was considered a very valuable one and had been purchased only last fall. And by its... uh, it was one and one-half years of age and by its owner was considered as a pet and very playful. Mr. Kelly, taking delight in, the, in encouraging its apparent docile disposition, the farm upon which Mr. Kelly and family made their home is located about one-half mile east of what was formerly Frozen Hill Schoolhouse on the Pulaskiville Road. I know where that is. Throughout his life, Mr. Kelly had been a great fancier of thoroughbred Jersey stock, and the milk product from his dairy was in popular demand. The deceased was a son of B.C. and Mrs. Kelly and was 43 years of age. He was united in marriage to Miss Zoe Armstrong 15 years ago, and to them one daughter, Rosalind, was born. 
Gilbert Harold Kelly was born February 10th, 1886, the son of Bennett and Emmeline Speary Kelly. Besides the widow and daughter, there survives the father, B.C. Kelly, and one brother, Herbert Kelly, of Quincy, Ohio. He was a member of the Baptist Church. He attended high school in Mount Gilead. The entire community in which Mr. Kelly resides was overshadowed with gloom as a result of the tragedy as he was a a citizen and neighbor who enjoyed the honor and respect of all who knew him. With With the death of Mr. Kelly, the list of tragedies similar to that which he met uh, which he met number five in Morrow County in late years. And then tells that uh, he was buried in Rivercliff, uh, April 12th, or whatever year this was, was the funeral service with Reverend D.E. Miller officiating. So I think it's really something how they put so many um, descriptive words and so on in these articles back then. You don't read things like this anymore. We don't. We don't. Um, usually it's... You get the highlights, and that's it. And a lot of the facts are omitted or, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, yeah, I agree. <coughs> but I thought that was an interesting. Now, two weeks in a row now I've talked about somebody dying, but um, it is Halloween month, so. Well, I'm going to continue that trend with what I'm going to share. Okay, here we so, go. So do you remember the summer of 77? Ah, oh, the summer of 77. I was 17 that year. So you probably remember this. I might. To be honest. In the summer of 1977, members of the rock band Aerosmith inspected an airplane they were considering chartering for their upcoming tour, a Convair 240, operated out of Addison, Texas. Concerns over the flight crew led Aerosmith to look elsewhere, a decision that saved one band but doomed another. The aircraft in question was instead chartered chartered by the band Leonard Skinner. Oh, yes. Who were just setting out that autumn on a national tour that promised to be their biggest to date. On October 20th, 1977, however, during a flight from Greenville, South Carolina to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Leonard Skinner's tour plane crashed in a heavily wooded area of southern Mississippi during a failed emergency landing attempt, killing band members Ronnie Zan- Van Zant, Steve Gaines, and uh, Cassie Gaines, as well as the band's assistant road manager and the plane's pilot and co-pilot. Twenty others survived the crash. The original core of Leonard Skinner, Ronnie Van Zant, Bob Burns, Gary Rossington, Alan Collins and Larry Junstrom uh, first came together under the name My Backyard in back in 1964 uh, as John's I'm sorry as Jacksonville Florida teenagers under that name and several others the group developed its chops playing local and regional gigs throughout the 1960s and early 70s, then finally broke out nationally in 1973 following the adoption of the name Leonard Skinner in honor of a high school gym teacher, our nemesis, named Leonard Skinner. The newly renamed band scored a major hit with their hard-driving debut atom pronounced Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I don't know why I read that. Sorry, guys which featured one of the most familiar and joked about rock anthems of all time. <coughs> Do you remember what it was? No, I'm not sure. Freebird. 
Oh, okay. Their follow-up album, Second Helping, in 1974, included an, the even bigger hit. Do you know what that one was? No, I don't. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah. It And it secured the band's status as giants of the southern rock subgenre. On October 17, 1977, Leonard Skinner released their fifth studio album, Street Survivors, which would eventually be certified double platinum. Three days later, however, tragedy struck, and the group when their chartered uh, tragedy struck the group when their chartered Convair 240 began to run out of fuel at 6,000 feet en route to Baton Rouge. The plane's crew whom the National Transportation Safety Board would hold responsible for the mishap in the action report, the accident report issued eight months later, radioed Houston Air Traffic Control as the plane lost altitude, asking for directions to the nearest airfield. We're low on fuel, and we're just about out of it, the pilot told Houston Center at approximately 6.42 p.m. We want vectors to Macomb Airfield, uh, post haste, please, sir. Approximately 13 minutes later, however, the plane crashed just outside of Gillsburg, Mississippi. That I probably should have read, you know, what, two, three weeks ago when you... No, actually, it was before that, right before we took our break, uh, when you talked about all of the plane crashes. Oh, yeah, that would have right County. in with that, wouldn't it? Uh, but there was really the only... So I looked up, you know, fun history things that happened on October 21st. In, in history, being my birthday. The only thing that I even remotely knew of or that sounded interesting was the Guggenheim Museum in New York City opened. Okay. That's it. Nothing happened. They didn't have my name listed as one of the, 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 the you know, worldwide events or anything. Imagine that. I know, right? Um, so that's all I have. And again, if you guys are interested in any of those facts that uh, I am sharing, <coughs> those are coming from history.com. And Mike is actually reading stuff that our friend Stan Sype or others pull together or give us to read live here, or not live, but to, for us to read so that you can hear it live uh, wherever you are, whenever you listen to us. And uh, we're going to flash back to the present. Okay. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 I will ignore that, and I do have a question to ask you. (laughs) What? Did you know that water is heavier than butane? (laughs) No. It's because butane is a lighter fluid. (sighs) Oh, you don't have your dad joke book open yet. Oh. Something tells me that's not funny. Well, here's one that's that's seasonal. Why can't skeletons go trick or treating? I don't know. They have nobody to take them. Oh, no body. Got <laughs> no it. Body. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I, so, uh, they're all bones. The so body's gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll explain it. <laughs> I. I know I've what? already asked you this one, but what do you call a fish with no eyes? Okay, okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's okay to fall apart sometimes. Tacos fall apart and we still love them. That's true. 
Sure, I had tacos <laughs> for lunch today. They were really good. Oh. Um, so I just want to tell you, Mike, there are three types of people in this world. Three types. Okay, three types. The ones you can count on and the ones you can't. Okay. <laughs> Nothing? Not a thing. Nothing. Um, I got some pictures here of uh, Spock talking to Captain Kirk. Okay. And Spock says, I upgraded the ship to run on herbs. We're now capable of time travel. T-H-Y-M-E. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell on us, Mike. Mike and I were actually telling jokes before we started to record tonight. I have no idea why, but we did. Yeah. We're just silly like that. Yeah. So I was able to talk Angela into selling our vacuum cleaner at home. Oh, really? Yeah, I told her it's just collecting dust. (laughs) All right. Wow, that joke sucks. Um, Oop, oop, oop. That was, sorry, I hit the channel. There we go. I hit the wrong button to do that. I'm sorry. Okay. Did you know that I won a gold medal at the uh, Weather Forecasting Championships today? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I I beat the reigning champion. All right, folks, on that, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast today. Thank you for uh, always listening. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know what is going to happen in somebody's life, and they may need you to lean on. 